Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today pre-market podcast on Tuesday, the 16th of May. I have survived Mother's Day. Henry is on a track day today with his son racing a clapped-out Porsche around a racetrack. No insurance. What could possibly go wrong? Right, Wall Street overnight up 48 points. If you read the news wires, there is a feeling that it is crawling in the US at the moment. And if you listen to CNBC, there are these predictions of some significant market collapse. Don't know what they're going on about. Anyway, Wall Street up 48 points overnight. NASDAQ up 0.66%. As you know, in my, I shouldn't do the strategy portfolio in the pre-market podcast, but the strategy portfolio at the moment is 90% invested in the S&P 500, the NASDAQ and the FANG. And we are kicking ARSE compared to the Australian market at the moment. NASDAQ up another 0.66% overnight. Lots of chatter about Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of Activision, receiving antitrust approval from the EU. The mere fact that they have to go into an antitrust debate tells you how good it is for Microsoft, or is this just cognitive bias? We want Microsoft to drive up the US markets for us. Microsoft and Apple between them, by the way, are 14% of the S&P 500. A rock in a sock, I think they call that. Microsoft's still got to get, get its deal through other competition authorities in the UK, China, South Korea. But Activision's share price up 1.3% overnight, so more likely to go through If you listened to my podcast with John Abernathy from Climb, who is our future resident economist, a very smart man, I asked him to pick out his one stock in the whole world and he picked out Microsoft. Anyway, there we go. Microsoft didn't really do much overnight. Up 0.16%. Get on with it, Marcus. 457 companies in the S&P 500 have now reported results. We've got really the last week of major results, Home Depot, Target, Walmart, so retailers this week. The results season in the US has been a bit of a catalyst for their market. As we know, big tech in particular surprised on the upside. And at the beginning of the results season, average earnings were expected to be down 5.1% for the season. At this point, they are down just 0.6%. So better than expected. Our market up 10 yesterday. I fell asleep reading the market reviews of yesterday's session in Australia. And this morning, exciting stuff. The futures are down one point this morning. BHP and Rio up a couple of percent in the US overnight. US dollar down 0.25%, which is good for commodity prices generally. Oil price up 1.8%. You read every day another reason why the oil price went up or down. It's all rather a bit silly, really, and short term, but up 2% overnight. Gold up $9. That'll help. Metal prices mixed. Bond yields slightly higher in the US. Nothing to write home about. Resources stocks generally higher in the US. Alcoa up 4.88%. Freeport McMoran up 3.25%. Albemarle up a whopping 4.07%. So good vibe for Resources stocks this morning. Data overnight included the Empire State, New York Fed's Empire State Index. Dropped in May. Raises a few concerns about the economy. Bitcoin up 1.9%. The barometer of irrational exuberance survives. 
Billionaire Paul Tudor Jones believes the Federal Reserve is done raising rates and predicts higher stock prices. I imagine he holds a few stocks. Talking your own book. It is a core requirement of any rich person. Lots of Fed speak overnight. Three Fed officials talking, all with varying views on interest rates. Interest rate concerns are so 2022 these days. RBA minutes out today. We'll see why they surprisingly raised rates at their last meeting and what their intentions are for the meetings ahead. Not sure they are a market driver, quite honestly. They are the mouse on the elephant's back, the elephant being the US central bank. And they've come in for a lot of criticism, of course, recently. There's an article in the AFR about aristocrat leisure gaining traction in the online gaming sector. Let me just look at the chart. And the chart looks good. If you were to be a technical automaton, you would say that that is a breakout as of the last couple of days. Get on board. That's not a recommendation. Or is it? Lots of chatter about the US debt ceiling. Government set to run out of cash by June the 1st if they don't increase the debt limit. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warns of the possibility of the first ever U.S. default. Janet the Chicken Yellen, neither hawk nor dove. Just don't do anything nasty, anybody. Anyway, she's worried. She would be. That's her job to be worried. The U.S. has never defaulted on its debt. In 2013-2018, they did go past the deadline a couple of times, which involved the government pairing back to emergency services only. In 2018, it lasted for 35 days. The government still didn't default on their debt. They just squirmed amidst the political brinkmanship until it was all sorted out. So any old hand will tell you this stuff always sorts itself out in the end, but the market can get its knickers in a twist running into it. So a few sort of mild alarm bells, not so much alarm bells. You might just let this sort itself out before getting gung-ho about the market. And if it does dive the markets, it's almost always a buying opportunity. But the vibe overnight is that there was some suggestion they were going to come to a deal. So a better vibe. Biden and the Republican House Speaker McCarthy are preparing for critical debt ceiling talks and working on finding common ground on spending levels and energy regulations. Biden expressing optimism, McCarthy saying there's little progress. Haven't seen much to do with the regional banking crisis in the US. Overnight, the KBW Banking Index Big banks up 3.03%. The KBW Regional Bank Index up 2.57%. So a bit of sweat coming out of that situation this morning. I see the Silicon Valley Bank CEO having a chat with the press, apologising for the bank's collapse in a congressional testimony today or overnight. Blames rising interest rates and withdrawal requests. Regulators blame SVB's leadership for failing to manage risks and diversify its business. And the Signature Bank, which which also failed, arguing that the bank could have survived if it wasn't for the regulators. The Californian banking regulators just shut SVB and Signature down in the middle of a deposit withdrawal. And questions have been raised about bonuses and stock sales by Greg Becker the CEO of Silicon Valley Bank, before the collapse. Lots of stuff about AI regulation. I don't know whether you've seen, have a look out for Social Dilemma, which is all about 
how quickly AI is learning, how it has the strategic capabilities now of a nine-year-old, how it is learning exponentially, and soon we will have exponential on exponential, which we've never seen before ever in the world in terms of learning. But the interesting bit is that AI is learning to be strategic, like a nine-year-old at the moment. In other words, manipulating its parents. And I'll give you this statistic. 50% of the researchers involved in AI believe there is a 10% chance it will end with the destruction of the human race. Now, let's just get that in perspective. If 50% of engineers who built an aeroplane thought there was a 10% chance of the aeroplane crashing, you'd never get on it. So the issue is that it is happening too fast and it needs to be slowed down because it is going to get out of hand. And it's the sort of similar issue as social media, which has created all sorts of impacts that were unexpected, such as isolation, depression, bullying, and all those other nasty, nasty things that came out of social media that are not normal, not desirable, but were the result of social media's main game, which was to get you to scroll. So it's a bit like asking AI to make as much healthy food as possible, which ends up with the whole of the ocean losing all its seaweed. You get the idea. It's just not that intelligent. Anyway, AI regulation is going to potentially threaten my enthusiasm for big tech stocks. Uh, Just to give you a heads up on this, by the way, AI can now listen to your voice for three seconds and then speak like you. There is going to come a time very soon, if it's not already here, where you cannot believe the person on the end of the phone is the person that they sound like. And this is going to blow away, and and that's just voice. They, They need three seconds. So they ring you up, they get three seconds of your voice, put the phone down, hello, who's there, who's there? Put the phone down, and then they can ring anyone and pretend to be you. And there's an AI, I think there was an AI TED Talk, which talked about how you could do this, and immediately there's been an explosion in scams doing just that. Anyway, you can see, out of control, and forget facial recognition, forget any biometric passwords, it's all gone, or will be gone. Anyway, don't believe your kid when they ring up and say, Dad, can you send me some money? It's probably not them. Right, that's that. As you can see, pretty boring. Our future's down one point, yawnorama. RBA minutes to come. You have a fabulous, if dull, day. I'll be back with the Marcus Today Strategy Podcast later today. 